What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, March 13th, 2015. That's right, Friday the 13th, everybody. You guys listening to episode 201. Uh, I am sorry, guys, that I'm doing this uh, today. As you can hear from my voice, I'm still under the weather and sick. Um, it just was not going to happen on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know, whatever bug I got came right when I, you know, pretty much a day and a half, two days after I got, um, back from Los Angeles and, uh, holy shit, man, this knocked me on my ass, dude. I was, you know, I had a couple of friends out in Los Angeles that were sick. I didn't really feel like I was in too much, you know, contact with them other than saying hello I thought I was going to get away from it, and, uh, you know, it was weird because two weeks ago, my entire family got the flu. I didn't get it. I felt like I escaped it. I go to California. I got friends sick. I feel like I escaped it, and then, boom, holy shit, man, this just, like, 1987, Mike Tyson fucking punched me in the face. I was, like, in a fucking, just face down in bed, aches, pains fucking brutal, uh, but I'm feeling a little better, I mustered up energy, got down to the city last night, did a spot, got a couple of shows tonight, so hopefully I'll just keep uh, resting up, but I had to give you guys something, I couldn't keep waiting, um, thank you all for the positive comments on episode 200, uh, part one and two, I had fun giving you guys a lot of show, having some guests, also keeping it to what I normally do, which is just me, myself. I wanted to do that as well. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks to Bill Burr, Joe Bartnick, uh, Jason Lawhead, a lot of my close friends. Wanted to get Sean Quinn on it. Sean's a good friend of mine out in L.A., but uh, just scheduling-wise, it did not work out. But Sean will be back on the show for sure. Anyway, excuse me, uh, I'm sitting here drinking my green fucking tea, and we're going to get through this and have a good time, so uh, welcome back, everybody, I hope you're all well, I hope you're not as sick as me, uh, something's going around, I know people are getting sick, everybody I talked to said that they either know somebody or they're sick themselves, so this is definitely uh, going around, it doesn't help that I got off the plane in 70, you know, Went from 70-something degrees to 28 degrees. Although, I got to say, in New York today was amazing. I mean, this week. This week in New York was amazing. In the 50s, all the snow is melting. I didn't have to shovel my deck. Everything was just melting and, you know, just washing away. And then today, it's back in the 20s. So, that's definitely probably not helping. But I I think, I mean, knock on wood, I think if we do get more snow, I would imagine it's only going to be like one more one more snowstorm, uh, because, you know, I mean, it's, what is it, the middle of, middle of March, and, uh, this, I, I've had enough, I've had enough of this shit weather, um, but, got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show, obviously, the unacceptables, um, talk a little sports, gonna talk some, some, uh, did not really, didn't really see a movie, but, got a lot of stuff to talk about, so, um, as always, the Verzi Effect, podcast is sponsored by gonzofame.com. Check gonzofame.com for your best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Most recent one is ex-porn star turned comedian Aaliyah Janine 
Uh, she has a very interesting story, and Gonzo Fame did a piece on her. So check that out. It's a great interview. Uh, you guys should love that. So gonzofame.com. Check it out. Uh, and um, you'll you'll read a ton of good interviews on there with amazing comedians uh, run by a funny up-and-coming comedian out in the Chicago area, Dave Gavry. He runs uh, Gonzo Fame. So check out gonzofame.com. Okay, now... Oh, and by the way, the Verzi Effect podcast is, um, we are looking for, um, you know, some new sponsors. So anybody out there, you got a company, big company, small company, whatever you want it plugged on the show, I'll plug it on the show. Um, reach out to me via Twitter or Facebook. We could talk that way. And, uh, I would love to push your product. Um, you know, as my show gets bigger and grows, I'd love to do the same, um, with your company. So, uh, let me know, hit me up on that. I just got back from Los Angeles, as you know, that's where episode uh, 200 was recorded. Um, I had a great time out there. Um, The last night I was out there, we went to a bar out in Sherman Oaks. Just me, a bunch of my friends who are in Los Angeles, and um, what a cool fucking bar we were at, man. We were at one of these bars that's like half a dive bar, but like still nice. Like it was, it was weird. It was almost like if like you were in Hot Tub Time Machine and you wanted to just go to a cool bar, you you would go to this one, but then in the present time, it still kind of holds up. Like, I don't know how to describe it. You just have to see it, but it was cool. And at first, you think it's the shitty dive bar that no one's really going to go into. And then the, the place started playing like all type of music and everybody was like a line to get on the jukebox and... It was weird fucking Kiefer Sutherland just walked in and just started fucking, you know, met some girl there and was like fucking hanging there for hours. Just It was just one of these cool little bars and, you know, I was going in and outside smoking a stick. Uh, I'm not going to lie, and I hope my wife doesn't hear this part, but I was out there for four days and I smoked four Cubans. I'm sorry, I smoked three Cubans. Wait, was it three? Yeah, I smoked three Cubans and one, uh, one Nicaraguan. And, um, but have not smoked since. And before that, I didn't smoke for nine days. So I'm doing good, but I am, I am really trying to back off. And, uh, this fucking cat sitting on my notebook. Like he, he's just sitting on a notebook. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck that you got a show and you have topics that you have to talk about. I don't, why do, why do I give a fuck? As a matter of fact, this is like a nice little blanket for my chest. Let me, let me do that right now. Yeah, I know you're sick and you're trying to get through your show and do, but fuck you, you know, because I'm a cat and that's really all that matters. That is the one hilarious thing about cats is cats could truly give a fuck what you fi- what you think or what your feelings about something are. Like, I read something about cats where it says like cats look at their the humans as like they're just putting up with you in their space. Like they're almost like okay, I guess I have to live with this asshole who feeds me and, you know, gives me a clean bathroom. And now I don't feel bad that I was late on the litter. Fucking my cat Stanley. I got Stanley and Thomas. They're two brothers, real brothers. I'll give you the backup on the cats. I always talk about the fucking cats. I don't know if you guys know about it, but I'll give you the fucking backup. All right, here's the deal. We couldn't have a dog where we were. I've talked about it earlier in, in the podcast, but I have a lot of new listeners, so I'll tell you the deal. The backup story with my cats is... We lived in a place, me and my wife, we wanted to get a dog. We couldn't get a dog. So, for my wife's 26th birthday, I bought her a kitten. However, 
the kitten was delivered by a friend and I didn't get a chance to see the cat. So I just said, I'd like to see the litter to see if this is a cat I would have picked. She told me where it was. I went to it and I saw this little light cat with light eyes and he walked right up to me like, I don't give a fuck who you are, what's going on over here? And I'm like, shit, I like that cat. That's a cat I would have got. So when I give my wife the original first cat, I tell her the backstory like, yeah, I just have to be honest with you. Your friend Lisa picked this cat. We looked last night. We couldn't find anything. She called me this morning and said she has a cat. So she took this one. I went, I, saw, I told my wife the whole story. I said, I went, I saw the litter. I would have picked another cat. So my wife goes to the fucking place and she picks the, the other cat too. So now we have both. They're real brothers, Stanley and Thomas. They're fucking huge. They're exotic looking. One of them looks like a fucking baby puma walking around the house. And the other one is this crazy light fur, light eyes, really cool looking cat. And they just go about it like, I don't, why are you people bothering me? Why the fuck are you even in my space? This house up in the country should just be mine and my brother's. Why are you humans walking here? Don't touch me. But unless they want to be touched, then fucking God forbid. So it's basically like we're living in their world. All right, now get off my fucking notebook. Come on, come on. All right. All right, sorry about that. The little cat interruption. I know you guys get fucking pissed off. Oh, so anyway, I got to tell you guys a story about this. All right. I've been really good with the drinking and everything and the cigars. But last night there, right, I'm at this bar. You guys are going to like this. I got fucking hammered. But see, I'm the type of guy now when I get hammered, like you don't, I just pay for it the next day. It's very rare to get me to black out, do things, go nuts, start screaming, fucking puke in public, walk around falling on the street. Like, that's not me. You know, if I did shots all night and then maybe got into a fight with somebody, like, that's so rare. I, I don't even think I, that, I fucking... I honestly can't remember the last time I was, like, falling down. Like, I don't think I was ever the guy to fall down because I wasn't a puker. I wasn't like a wobbly fall down. I was just like the type where I would drink and have a great time. And then wherever I was staying, we'd stay up late and keep drinking and see what happens. And then, you know, just pass out and have an absolute miserable next day. So let's go to the last night. We're all there. People are playing the jukebox. It was so funny. Sean Quinn and I are screaming about sports over Joe Bartnick, who's sitting in the middle of us. Now me, when somebody goes, he he was going at me. My buddy Chris Neff was there, and Chris Neff is from Boise, Idaho. He's a comic, funny as hell. And Chris is a Yankee fan and a baseball fanatic. Like Chris Neff is the type of guy, I've been to his house in LA, he will sit up all night long and just watch games. Like he'll watch fucking Blue Jays Diamondbacks and like into it, in fucking April, like every pitch, like in baseball, he loves the game so much, but he's a Yankee fan, so Quinn, who's a fucking filthy Phillies fan and Philadelphia fan, he starts getting on Neff, saying, how the fuck are you a Yankee fan, what the fuck are you doing being a Yankee fan, and Neff is going, dude, my dad took me when I was a kid, I caught two foul balls, it changed my life, I'm a Yankee fan, so now me, picture me hearing this, and thinking, oh, it's a great story. Of course you're a Yankee fan because it makes fucking sense because I love the Yankees. And listen, I get people that hate the Yankees because I hate the Lakers and I hate the Cowboys. But 
And when you want to talk about franchises, I mean, 27 world championships, let's fucking, let's be honest here. You want to talk baseball, let's talk baseball. It's the New York fucking Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are baseball. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. So, hate them or not, you got to respect what the Yankees have done. So me, being buzzed, having a good time, I hear Sean tell Chris, how the fuck can you be a Yankee fan? It's the fucking easiest thing to pick, you fucking... So I look at Sean, and I just start going, what? What the fuck are you... What'd you just say? I go, you like the fucking Phillies. What the fuck have the Phillies done? He goes, oh, what do you mean? We won World, won World Series. We, we, we played you. I go, first of all, and I just go like this. First of all, you're lucky. You're lucky. And Sean just turns around, right? And he was wasted. And Sean's going, what? I'm fucking lucky. I'm fucking lucky. I don't even know what you're going to say yet. And I'm pissed off. What the fuck are you going to say? I go, you're lucky. That that fucking team got to share the field with the Yankees for a World Series. You're fu- So I'm just fucking busting his balls, going over the top, you know, laughing. Bartnick is in the middle laughing. He's saying that we're spitting all over him. And fucking there's all these drinks on the table. And Sean just fucking slaps the table with his hand in just some drunken, pissed-off moment. And all of the drinks, luckily not mine. Mine was on the table next to me. All of the drinks just spill. And I see this full-fledged fucking, like, um, crown and coke just spill all over Bartnick's leg lap, goes into his shoes. It spills all over Sean. Sean just has his head down. Sean's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what? He had me beat. I know it's a better franchise. It was just the funniest fucking thing ever. And then we started to really get drunk. Lawhead showed up. He was over in Pasadena performing with Sebastian Maniscalco, who's fucking in my top five, one of the best. So Lawhead shows up later, and uh, we're having a great time. And people start leaving, and Bartnick and them start to leave, but we're still like hanging there for a while. Then we end up doing shots. Then we start drinking more. Then they call last call and we get another one. Now, Sean's house is right around the corner. So we walk to Sean's house probably around like 2.30. Do we go to bed? No. Do I have a fucking 7.30 pickup, 7.15 pickup for the airport? Yes. Am I hammered five hours before that? Yes. Do I keep drinking? Yes. So Sean opens up a, Sean gives us a beer. We're drinking a beer, just having a great time. Sean's walking around drunk and I'm just bust. We're just busting balls. I had Lawhead fucking crying. I go, Sean's like wobble. I go, Sean, you look like a fucking thriller dancer. Fucking, can you lean against the car and hold, hold, pull yourself together? And Lawhead's fucking dying. We're just having this great time, right? So Sean is the best, best fucking host. Great comic too. Just amazing, dude. My friends out there are, are the shit. So, we're uh, hanging out and we're drinking a beer and then the beer's done and I'm like uh, and then Lawhead looks at the phone and Lawhead goes, "Dude, I'm just gonna call you like a Lyft ride, like Lyft or Uber, but I think we use Lyft. We use Lyft." And uh, this is crazy. So he goes, "I we're just gonna just stay up, go to the airport." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll sleep on the plane." So now it's like three in the morning. We're still drinking. Sean opens a bottle of wine. We end up drinking a whole bottle of wine. Then they break out weed. Now, I know if I start smoking weed now, I'm going to start spinning because I'm drunk. So what I did was I waited like an hour, hour and a half, you know, and I just calmed down. I sipped my drink. I wasn't really, you know, and I start to come down from the drunk a little bit where I'm just, instead of annihilated drunk now, I'm just buzzed. So now I'm like, yeah, I'll hit a little weed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I like to smoke weed when I'm on the West Coast. You know, I know that I don't have to worry about my family, my kids, and I smoke weed like a bitch. 
I smoke weed like, you know, first of all, the shit out in California is amazing and everything is amazing now. Weed now is on another level, so you got to really watch what you're you, what you're smoking. So um, I, uh, I'm sitting there and I smoke weed like a bitch. I take one hit, you know, and then I, I when I feel it and I feel the result of the one hit, I can gauge my highness and then I'm like, all right, maybe I'll get one or two more hits to put me here. But I'm not a guy that could take like seven, eight like huge hits down my lungs and cough my fuck. I don't want to be that high, especially now that I've been drinking all night. So now I got a good gauge of when I could take a hit. So I'm taking a few hits. I'm drinking. Me and Lawhead are just fucking crying of laughter. Now it's like 4.35, and uh, Lawhead's like, I'm going to wait up with you. Sean ended up passing out probably around like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and me and Lawhead just had a great, you know, just a great talk, just hanging out, man, friends, and uh, haven't seen each other in a while, and, you know, things are going good for Jay, and, you know, we were just having this great, you know, bonding moment, and uh, I'm fucking... Now I'm I'm high, I'm drunk, and this fucking car comes. It's sunny out, and I haven't been to sleep. I go to the airport, and I'm talking sports with this cab driver like I've known him for fucking 17 years. I mean, me and this cab driver are going back, and this guy was hilarious. We're talking sports, and, I mean, he's agreeing with me. I don't know if he's agreeing with me. I wasn't really, like, I was holding it together. But he's like, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I was really animated, I remember, because I was still, like, up and in in this moment, right? So I get to the airport and I knew that I was high drunk. I knew my eyes must have looked a mess. And as I'm going through security, I kind of just have my head down. Like I wasn't, I didn't talk. I was like, all right, you know, I don't want to talk. I don't want people to, people probably smell alcohol on me because I was drinking all night. So I get through security, which I really kind of barely, I was just so tired. And uh, I go, I hope I'm not boring you guys with this, but I, th- I think it's, I think it's good. So, um, I get to the, I get on the, finally get on the plane and I have a window seat and it's in the back and I'm like, I'm going to pass out. And then crazy shit happened where there was this woman on my plane and she was in the aisle and I was in the, the window and, uh, she was like talking to me and everything was cool. And then some Asian dude, I say to her, we're having this conversation, and she's like, what, what are you doing in L.A.? And I told her what I was doing. And, you know, I remember having a good conversation, but I don't remember everything. I was really tired, too. At this point, I was ready to pass out. I had this good conversation, but I remember some Asian dude, right before I said to her, I go, oh, my God, how great is it going to be if we have this middle seat to ourselves, like, like nobody's there? And all of a sudden, this Asian guy just points at it, and it was his seat, and she just goes, oh, you jinxed it. And I go, son of a bitch. But... Here's the weird thing. When the guy was coming to the seat, she goes, oh, I'll switch with you. I'll sit in the middle. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I'm about to, first of all, I'm about to pass out. I can't talk. And I'm married with kids. Like, I'm not trying to fucking, you know. So the guy was like, didn't pay attention to her. She goes, no, I'll switch with you, which is a huge deal for him. Because why would he want to sit in the middle? The middle seat's the worst on a five-hour, six-hour flight. And he didn't understand English, so he just took the middle seat. And I just leaned over to her. I go, sorry. And she goes, yeah, you jinxed it. And then that was it. And uh, so I don't know, you know, that that could have been awkward, especially if somebody sitting next to you, they want to talk to you or whatever. And then you just fucking pass out and smell like booze. So um, I told my wife too. I go, yeah, there was some woman on the plane and she was definitely, 
she was fucking like I think she was into me. She was trying to like switch seats and everything like that. But it was just one of those things where, of course, shit like that happens. You're married, kids, and all, all stuff like that. You have no interest in doing it, and you're like, like that would never fucking happen. Anyway, I put my head down on the side, and I just um, passed the fuck out for like four hours. And then I wake up, and like the last hour and a half, I was just, you know, getting myself together. Wife picked me up from the airport. I gave her a kiss, and she goes, oh, my God, you were drinking last night a lot, huh? And I go, yeah, it, was, it, got, it got pretty fucking nuts. Went home and just slept for 12 fucking hours. Might have something to do with how my body's beat up and how I got sick. I don't know. But in all seriousness, I think I caught a buck from somebody out there. So that was pretty much the L.A. trip. And uh, it was a great time to see my friends out there. Um, I will be going back there. I'm uh, recording my album at The Stand on April 9th. And then uh, late May, early June, I'm going to be doing an album release party in New York. And then going back out to California to do promos. To do as many radio shows, podcasts out there as I can to promote the album. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great doing shows out there. So I'll be back in California in a couple of months. Uh, got on stage a little bit out there, uh, Long Beach and the Comedy Store. And, uh, yeah, I want to go out there and continue to do it. The weather, man, that's one thing. The weather is crazy out there. The only thing is the people that have pit bulls, they don't understand. Like, they all got fucking pit bulls out there. They don't understand you're scared of pit bulls. You know, like, again, like, my friend gave me the leash. She's like, you want to walk her? And, like, she was, like, fucking looking at me, wouldn't walk. Sean's dog, she's a pit bull, she just wouldn't look like she, like I held the leash, and I was like, come on, let's go, and she just like stopped walking, like she was frozen, looking at me, like, no, you're not my master, who the fuck are you to walk me, I will bite your balls off, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, so I try, he's like, I'm gonna go inside real quick, you just take her for a walk, I want her to open up to you, so like I walked, and we went to this bridge, and we're gonna go over this little bridge into like this area, and she just was like, halfway over the bridge, she just looked, and she just stopped, and I was like, alright, yeah, I guess this isn't happening, uh, that's, you know, don't get, don't fucking hand me a pit bull. How about that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, she's fine. She likes you. And, uh, anyway, oh, here's some exciting news. Um, I, I don't want to get into who I wrote for yet, but, um, I actually, uh, wrote some jokes for the Justin Bieber roast that's going to be on Comedy Central. And, uh, yeah, I may have a chance to get one of my jokes on the, uh, on the air. Um, which should be cool. So uh, I have a little vested interest in watching that roast now. But um, the one thing about that roast is when I found out who the dais was and I got the information and who was going to be there, the writing was like too easy. It was like, oh my God, that person, that person is just going to be... I'm telling you right now, that that roast is going to be an absolute shit show. I just feel like it's going to be really hard to keep it classy with this one. <laughs> but, oh man, speaking of Comedy Central, I got to tell you guys something. I, I wanted to make it my point to, to, to talk about this today. Uh, me and my buddy Giannis Pappas were talking about this. Um, I slept on this show for too long. And now I think the show's even over. But Key and Peel is fucking hilarious give it some time uh if you if you have nothing to do trust me take my word especially certain ones are so fucking funny like pound for pound like if you do ratio of bad sketches to good ones they're up there with some of the best like 
you know, you've all watched sketch shows where you watch a sketch show and there's like one funny one and a bunch of shitty ones. And you remember the one funny one and great. But this, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and go online, go to YouTube when you're sitting down with your laptop and just click on some of these sketches. They are, oh my God, that, that substitute teacher one where the tall guy, Keegan, the, the tall bald guy is a substitute teacher and he mispronounces the names. Oh my God. I'm gonna even I'm I'm gonna give you the sketch and you can watch it. I'm gonna totally butcher it, but he comes into class and he goes, Okay, I'll be your substitute teacher for today, Mr. Garvey. Just wanna let you know I taught in the inner cities for twenty years. So there's gonna be no messing around today. And they're like, All right, he's like, All right, let's do roll. He goes, Jay Quellen? Is there a Jay Quellen here? And it's like all these white kids and shit. And then one girl goes, I'm do you mean Jacqueline? And he goes, Oh, okay, you wanna play. You want to play. Oh, my dude. And he just keeps going. And he's like, D-Nice? Is there a Dean? Oh, no. Uh, Balake. Is there a Balake here? And this fucking, like, white fucking burnout kid goes, my name is Blake. And he goes, oh, son of a bitch. He's like, you want to fuck? And he just takes it further. He's like, D-Nice, and it was Denise. But my favorite one was when he goes, is there a A-Ron here? A-Ron. And this fucking kid's like looking around and he's afraid to say. And he goes, yeah, I'm here. And he goes, why did it take you so long, A.A. Ron? How come it took you so long? And he goes, because it's pronounced Aaron. And he goes, son of a... And he throws his shit, dude. I'm doing it. No justice. It's fucking hilarious. There's also the one, the proud thug one, which I think is hilarious. And um, it's just, dude, the way they think of things. Key and peel, man. I'm telling you. I didn't think it was going to be good when it came out because it came out on Comedy Central right after they lost another show and I didn't know if they were just forcing stuff. These guys are so talented and so good. Um, check it out, for real. Uh, Key and Peele. So I'm, I'm driving this rental car right now. And, um, you know, I, my, uh, I banged up my car hitting the deer. And I told you guys a story about that. I was talking about on on a stage last night, but I hit this fucking deer and it was crazy. I still had like deer hair in my grill. And Geico hooked me up. Geico, you know, took the car and they're redoing the front end and everything like that. You know, airbags did not deploy, nothing like that. Just got cracked up in the front and everything. And they give me a rental. And it's like a nice rental. It's like a, you know, like a high end rental. Um, and I think it's a, a Chrysler 300. It's like Chrysler's big sedan, nice, fast, whatever. I mean, it's a Chrysler. It's not fucking great, but the funny thing is it thing smells like weed. And I'm like, I don't know if that's unacceptable or not. Like, it's this nice car. It's leather, like wood grain. Like, it's nice. It's a fucking nice rental. It's fast. It's all-wheel drive, which is great for where I live. And... It's got this smell mixture of like cologne and weed. And I'm like, is this like, I don't know if this is fucking okay. I don't want my two and a half year old daughter and five year old son to like have that be a familiar smell. That's why I smoke weed on the West Coast. <laughs> um, 
Uh, let's get into some unacceptables, guys. We got we got a bunch of unacceptables. Hope you guys are enjoying the show here. Sorry for my uh, sickness and my voice and my cold. I hope it's not too annoying. I'm trying to <clears throat> get it out, you know, sound as best as I could. And it's it's kind of tough, but let's uh, let's get into some unacceptables, and then um, we will go into some sports stuff because I don't know if you guys saw that game last night. That game last night was one of the best games in NBA history. I mean, that was fucking... That game was so good that it made my NyQuil not work. I bought severe NyQuil, like severe cold and flu NyQuil last night and I took more than you're supposed to take and the game was so good I, I fucking fought it and stayed up and then I ended up being restless and couldn't sleep. That's how good the game was. But we'll do these unacceptables here first. Okay, this one is from Molly Larson. What's up, Molly? That's a nice... I always like the name Molly. I always feel like Molly's and Holly's are nice fucking people. I don't know why, but that's just a nice... Molly seems nice. What's up, Molly? All right, here we go. Uh, All right, so Molly says... Hi, Paul. Again, please come to come to Minnesota soon. I love Minnesota. It's one of my favorites. I actually thought about filming a special there. That's how great the fucking... Co- the comedy crowds there are known for being... I mean, I, I opened... I had the chance to open for Burr at one of those big theaters. And when we came out on stage, these people were screaming like fucking... Like their team just hit a game-winning bottom of the ninth home run to fucking like win the World Series. It was... These people go fucking crazy. Anyway, Molly Larson, here we go. Hi, Paul. Again, please come to Minnesota. Here's an unacceptable I need to get off my chest. My boyfriend and I went to check out a martini bar in town with about eight other friends of ours, seven men and another girl. We sit in a large booth in the main area, and our waitress comes over to take our drink order. She asks everybody what they want except for me. Strike one against our waitress. Then she proceeds to tell the men that she would never date a man who ordered a martini. It's a martini bar, and insulting guests is not the way to get a good tip. She never came back to ask if we wanted uh, any more drinks, so we had to walk down the main down to the main bar to order. She then proceeded to tell us, uh, this is the worst, that uh, she, uh, she, uh, we should hurry up so she can go home early. She even said, I don't give a fuck if I get a bad tip. I just want to go home. When we were finally done and asked for our bill, she, f- she what? Oh, flirtily um, tucked in my boyfriend's shirt pocket, all the while still ignoring me. Also, it was clear we were dating because we uh, ha- he had his arm around me. Needless to say, we never went back uh Needless to say, we never went back and left her about 52 cents on a $200 bill. Unacceptable. Put that cunt in a cage. Side note, I know the owner of the business, so I made sure to let him know about his shitty employee. Thanks, Paul, for the laughs every week. Uh, Yeah, that's the worst. It sounds like to me something might have been going on where she needed to get out of there, but that's not your problem. That's not your problem, and that is unacceptable. It's like, you know... 
you can still, and you know what, if she needed to get out of there, she could have still been like really attentive to everybody, got everybody their drinks and kind of mentioned, oh my God, I cannot wait to get out of here tonight in a funny way where people would still want to tip her and she still did a good job. So that means she sucks at what she does and that is unacceptable. That's like when I went to the cigar bar and the fucking chick was crying. She was fucking crying. I'm trying to order a cigar and fucking enjoy a cigar and a scotch and she's wiping her face crying. You don't need this girl's problems. You don't need to know that she needs to get home and doesn't care if she gets a bad tip and then she's flirting with your fucking boyfriend and everything like that. That is unacceptable. That's a great one. Thank you. Uh, I like that one. All right, this one is from uh, uh, Jose Marie Blades Zafra. Unacceptable. I don't know if you heard heard it, but a rap version of some kid's show called Little Einstein's Most Annoying Song. Oh, yeah, Little Einstein's. My kids used to watch that show. Um, it's fucking come to this, man. We remake movies and we make rap music out of children's show theme songs, put society in a cage. Everything, everything is just getting remade now. They're just running out of shit to do. They really are. They're just running out of shit to do, man. It's it's all getting remade, and it's all just, you know, ah, what movies were good? Oh, Ghostbusters? Yeah, let's make Ghostbusters. What else was... What else was good? I mean, they tried to make the three fucking stooges. I heard that was a disaster. They they tried to make... I'm telling you. And in 10 years, they're going to start making movies that seem recent to us. Like, they'll probably remake Money Train. Or they'll probably remake fucking... You know, they're already remaking. They're trying to remake the Naked Gun movies with Ed Helms. And nothing against Ed Helms. But come on, man. Frank Drebin is fucking Leslie Nielsen. It can't, that's it. You can't keep doing it. They're just trying to remake everything. That's what they're doing. Um, okay, this is from Remo Klinger. The Unacceptable Outpost Austria. Hey, Paul. I heard about your podcast through Bill Burr. That's nice. Uh, I gave it a shot and I am hooked ever since. In the last couple of months, I listened to almost all of your old podcasts and now I am up to date with your 200th episode. Congratulations, by the way. Keep up the good work. It's hard to drive a car without having you talking all the time. Well, thank you very much, Remo. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, and I appreciate anybody that jumps aboard who listens to Bill Burr's podcast or Bobby Kelly's or Joe Matarese's or a bunch of the podcasts I do. I've gotten a lot of feedback that after I do their podcast, they come on to mine. So uh, that's always the best. That's always the best when, when you have that. Um, okay, enough of the sweet talking. Here is my unacceptable. We are living in a very mountainous rural area in the western part of Austria. For a while now, I noticed a lot of trash on my road uh, into our valley community. Mostly McDonald's bags, wrappers, and cups. This is fucking unacceptable. If you need to fatten yourself with that crap, at least keep the trash in your car or put it in the trash can, you fucking animal. <laughs> uh, put them in a cage and feed them their McDonald's wrappers, bags, and straws. Greetings from Austria and put them in a cage. Remo. P.S. I will be in New York City, July, blah, blah, blah. Hope to see you at the stand or another location. Absolutely, man. When you're, uh, first of all, thank you for the submission. Uh, the fact that my podcast has made its way to the mountains of fucking Austria is uh, pretty fucking cool. 
And uh, when you are in New York City in July, um, go to paulverzi.com or look at any of my posts. And if I'm performing in the city, I'd love to have you as a guest uh, for sure. So thank you very much for that. Um, That's very nice. Fucking Austria, dude. That's the shit. Um, I just picture some fucking like guys from Austria, you know. His fucking Schwarzenegger accent guys. Yeah, this guy's funny, you know. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> the fuzzy effect. Get me a beer. Do they all talk just like Schwarzenegger out there? Could you imagine that? A bunch of drunk fucking Austrians just talking sports. Fuck you, fuck you. Give me a fucking drink. Yeah, you cocksucker. I just put a little of Boston. That was like Austria... By way of Boston. That'd be a funny accent. Give me a beer, you cocksucker. Um, let's see what else we got here. All right, so let's go over to... Let's go over to Twitter and see what we got from Twitter. We got, Oh, boy. My wife just contacted me and said, babysitter candidate tomorrow. I don't know, man. I feel like to babysit my kids, I gotta fucking know you. That'd be funny if I was just sitting down and I just started asking them all about my interests to see if they liked it. I was like, so you want to watch my kids? You, um, you know, what do you think of the Knicks? What do you think of that? What do you think of the 90s Knicks? Like, what do you think of Charles Oakley overall as a defender? Imagine some fucking little 15-year-old girls just staring at me. Like, no, I really want to know. I want to know what you think about, you know, taking steroids in baseball and what that did to the records. Some little girl's like, I, can I just call my dad to go home? This is really fucking weird. Right now. Uh, okay. Let's go to Twitter. It's a simple question, bitch. You want to watch my kids? Then I want to fucking know how many home runs Derek Jeter has for his career. Imagine she was like better at sports than me. She's like, God, that's easy. Can we talk about his bunts? All right. Let's go to. Let's go to the videotape. I'm excited for Pacquiao Mayweather, guys. I'm not going to lie. I am excited for Pacquiao Mayweather. Okay, here we go. Let's start these uh, Twitter Twitter unacceptables. This is from Gabe. At Safe Gabe is the Twitter feed. Girl at bar takes up two seats. One for her, one for her laptop bag. It's packed. Study later. Hashtag animal. Hashtag unacceptable. And it's a chick. That's funny. It's a picture of this Asian chick in California eating something, just throwing something in her mouth, and her cheeks are, like, distended, and she's taking up a seat when the place is busy. Yep, that's definitely an unacceptable. The only pass she gets, and I guess you would have known that and told me, is if she was waiting for somebody, but, um, yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we also got to talk about all these NFL moves, man. What the hell's going on in the NFL? We'll get to sports after. Okay, here we go. This is from Patrick, and the Twitter feed is at Patrick of the Borough, D-A-B-O-R-O. Paul, at Paul Verzi, people at concert who have conversation with each other. I paid, I paid to see the band go scream at each other somewhere else, unfucking acceptable yeah that's the worst 
I got into a fight with my girlfriend who now is my wife at a New Year's party and I can only imagine what people are thinking. Um, this is Paul Renard at uh, Hurdle Sport. Uh, the Twitter feed is Hurdle Sports. Um, the savage animal that left the unflushed turd in the employee-only bathroom. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag put him in a cage. I will never understand how somebody could take a shit and just leave it there. I, that That is something like, listen, I could even give you a pass. Okay, I could even give you a pass if you go to the bathroom and you're in a rush and you run out and forget to wash your hands. It's It's tough to do. It's unacceptable if that's a habit, but you know what? Everybody gets a pass. You go to the bathroom and you just run out or something, or you just something happens, fine. But how can you just have the, how can you not have the presence of mind to know, I just shit in a fucking pot. So I just shit somewhere. I just shit in a bowl, and, and, and I'm going to forget to, fl- I've never, I will never understand that ever. I, I, I've told the story when I was going to buy, I was going to, um, to look for a home and there was a shit in the toilet when we like looked in a home it was like a nice home it was like a a beautiful home and it was a home we considered buying until I went into this bathroom and I looked and there was like a shit in the thing I'm like I can't I can't stay in this house I can't I can't know that the first time I ever went into this house I saw a shit in it and and it wasn't mine like I can't I can't do that this is from uh, let's see here hold on Hold on. There's not going to be many. Like, it's not going to be a long, unacceptable. So calm down, everybody, okay? Because it's a quick turnaround. Uh, Actually, no, it is kind of a week, I think, with Sabine and Friday. But I think since I did two episodes, people are catching up. But anyway, here we go. This is from Ronnie Ron at Ronnie with a Y, capital PMF. And he says, someone's talking to you and are three to five inches from your face and their arm is touching yours, and they smell. Unacceptable, take a shower. That's the worst. Those close talkers are the worst. This one is from Reno Bray. At Reno Bray. That's R-E-N-O-B-R-A-Y. This one says, At Paul Verzi, hashtag unacceptable. You wouldn't want to smell like cigarettes or a stick. Check the trunk for contraband. Yeah, he's talking about the rental that I have. And somebody else told me to check the car because it it is kind of weird. This one is from Daniel Taylor at DMTaylor75. And he says, he sent me a picture and he says, that's a pumpkin, it's March. Hashtag lazy, hashtag unacceptable, hashtag uh, cage him up. And there's a picture of this big, old, shriveled up, wrinkled fucking pumpkin on somebody's deck. That is lazy. Like, having a pumpkin now, I mean, like, if you saw Christmas lights now, you'd be like, all right, come on, dude, you got to fucking, you got to, you got to step it up. Like, this is ridiculous, you know, but the fact that, you know, there's a pumpkin, like, that's ridiculous. Okay, this one is from I Have a Solution, and the the Twitter feed is at Zappa Marks, Z-A-P-P-A. With a capital Z and then capital M uh, A R X, and it says cleaning offices late at night and some douchebag clipping his finger toenails and leaving them all over the floor. Ugh, where the fuck would you? How? Uh, 
I'm telling you, man, we're going to start a revolution calling people out. My unacceptable is, I have two unacceptables today. One's going to be quick and one's going to make me get crazy. So, uh, here we go. Not too many more. Just bear with me. Okay. Here we go. This is from Momo at Morgs1223. M-O-R-G-S-1223. And Momo says, Paul, witnessed a woman at work cafe plunk her hair. What? Witnessed a woman at work cafe pluck her hair out and use it as tooth floss. Unacceptable. Put him in a cage. Shave her head. Oh my God. Dude, that might be one of the fucking grossest things I've ever heard in my life. Like, I had to do a double take reading that. She plucked out her hair and started using it as fucking dental floss, as tooth floss. That's the fucking grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my. Dude, can you be. People should be put in jail for. You should, like, have, like. You should be able to get like a citizen's arrest by seeing that and having a judge be like, look, you just got to do like three hours in a fucking cell by yourself to think about how fucked up. Like, you don't have to be in jail for a long time. You got to, you got to be fucking, you got to think about that for, I mean, what are you, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, write me an essay, sit in jail for, sit in a jail cell by yourself for three hours and write me an essay on how you think that's okay and where your parents are. Give me a fuck, that's disgraceful. Next one is from Dom. At Domino Effect, uh-oh, don't steal my name, just kidding, Dom. Domino Effect 97, Paul Verzi, at a community college for senior day, and there is not a cage big enough for all these animals here. Unacceptable, put them in a cage. <laughs> I love how put them in a cage is taking on a life of its own. Uh, this is from Anthony uh, Tallarito, Tallarito, and it's uh, at Tallarito 31, that's T-A-L-L-A-R-I-D-O 31, bars with a cover charge, unacceptable, I agree 100%, how old are we, you want $5 for me to come in here and spend fucking 8 bucks on a drink, give me a break, alright, this is from Jason Travis at real underscore travesty 14, it's a familiar one, it's a recurring one I think, Unacceptable. People who don't shovel in front of their houses, so it's like fucking ice skating rink in front of their house. Yep, we're dealing with that too. Uh, this is from Mike Herman at Hockey Goon 27. Neighbor shoveling snow off his lawn and throwing it into the street. Unacceptable. I, you know, that happened too. Put him in a cage. Cunt rag. Yeah, I was driving in the Bronx and this guy was throwing snow in like the middle of the street in front of cars. And I was like, what the fuck is, what's going on here? Um, okay. That might be it, guys. Oh, yeah, this one is uh, Jake Lewis at Here is Jake. And he said, one whole chicken in a can. Unacceptable. And it's a fucking big can. And there's like a whole chicken in it. That is fucking gross and unacceptable. Who's doing that? Who's bringing that to their family? Like, all right, everybody, here's dinner. Yeah, get the can opener. We got chicken. Uh, all right. All right, guys, that's it for this week with your unacceptables. Thank you so much. Uh, again, if I missed yours, keep sending them. Uh, and like I said, send them in on Monday and Tuesday. That is the best chance to get them on the show. 
uh, because I do the show on Wednesday night uh, into Thursday, of course, and uh, obviously not when, no, not this week because I'm sick, but I'll be back um, next Wednesday. So uh, here's my unacceptable, guys. Uh, let me just take a sip of this here tea. All right. I don't think I'm doing that bad for as sick as I am. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I hope you guys are enjoying it. If it sucks, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right, I had two. My original unacceptable was going to be that I took my kids to eat, and while I'm sitting down eating with my kids, this fucking guy starts mopping the floor with, like, pneumonia because I guess it was time for them to close down, and my kids can't even smell their pizza and I can't even smell what I'm eating right because these fumes are going into our face. It's like you see fucking three people. You see a guy and two of his kids there. Just fucking can you wait 10 minutes? It's two kids with a slice of pizza. Can you wait 15 fucking minutes or at least ask me? Or at least say to me, sir, I don't know if you want to reconsider eating here. Maybe you want to leave or take it home or whatever. But I'm going to be putting fucking chemicals in the air that your kids are going to be smelling while they're eating their pizza. It's fucking unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. Fucking guy barely could speak English. That's why they got a mop in fucking floors anyway. It fucking pissed me off. But that's not my unacceptable. That's just one of them. Here's my unacceptable, okay? My unacceptable is this. I live in a community where there's a lot of... Um, I live up in, in, in the country, okay? I live in northern... I live in, in the northern part of Westchester, you know, near bordering Connecticut. And... Um, I'm not going to tell you guys exactly where I live because I don't want any stalkers. And no, I don't have an ego and I don't think I'm so big that I have a stalker. But I, someone, there's somebody online that's really weird right now to me. Just kind of doing some weird shit. So I think it's a fan, but I think it's a weird kind of crazy fan. And I'm not, I don't need to fucking ex give you an explanation. I'm not telling you where I live. Anyway, I live in horse country, right? Um, there's a lot of horse training up here. There's a lot of farms with horses. This is like, you know, um like country money up here and we got lucky with our house because you know we just had got a great price that people people needed to move and and wanted to build something down south and we just got a really good deal with this house but there's a lot of people up here with like horses and farms and everything now i don't mind seeing horses and i love the farms i actually love horses and i love watching them run and you see them and you drive and you see all these fucking horses here's what happened today that i don't like that is unacceptable i am driving okay and it's a two-way street with a double yellow line and no fucking shoulder. And this fucking asshole is walking this gigantic fucking horse like it's a poodle. Okay? And this guy's got the full-fledged fucking gear on. He's got the boots up to his knees. He's got the helmet with the strap. And he's holding this thing. And, I mean, this didn't even look like a normal horse. This looked like fucking secretariat this guy's walking. This asshole is halfway in between the street. He's in the street. He's in the middle of the lane. Like... If I wanted to, if I hit him, he would hit the middle of the bumper and he's walking his fucking horse. So I start going. There's no cars on the other side. I'm not going to wait for this asshole who's walking this fucking monstrosity of an animal, this fucking huge horse. All right. And the guy like looks and there's no other cars coming. And I guess he heard the engine. So I just kind of go around. And then I look in my mirror as I pass. And he's like mouthing like he's pissed off. Oh, I'm sorry, dickhead. Do you want me to stand behind you while you walk a fucking horse like it's a dog? Should I do that? Should I go fucking seven miles an hour behind you and your fucking high almighty, your fucking little fucking helmet 
You fucking dope. Is that is that what I should do while this thing's just shitting all over the street and you're walking it and you're fucking all high almighty with your whip and your and your boots up to your knee? First of all, you're a grown fucking man. All right, take the fucking boots and helmet off, you fucking idiot. Jesus, what is this, the Wild West? Go on the fucking farm and, 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 and you know, ride the thing. Such a fucking self-important asshole. You know what's funny is Lawhead came out here one time and there was a guy in a Starbucks with his fucking horseshoes on and he was like trying to have everybody see his outfit and, and, and Lawhead just goes, yeah, we get it, we get it, you ride a horse. I swear to God, I don't know what's worse, these fucking people that ride horses that are high and mighty or these people that ride bikes. At least there's a bike lane and laws for this. This guy's just walking a fucking horse down the street and, and, and like he owns the road. Get out of the fucking way. Somebody should just take him out like he's a fucking deer. And when they ask questions, go, yeah, I don't know. This guy was, you know, this guy was in the middle of the fucking road and, and, and he's walking a fucking horse and he thinks he owns the street and he doesn't own the street. Okay? That's why he's got a Chrysler emblem up his ass right now. That's why. Get out of the street. Don't look at me. He looked at me. Listen, if he would have just been like waved, I would have been like, oh, that's a fucking silly looking guy holding a horse. Like, I, I would have been fine with it. But the fact that he had the nerve, like how dare me drive this car which belongs on the street? How dare me drive a car that belongs on this side of the fucking street? Go around a guy who's in the middle of the street, dressed like he's in a fucking Halloween costume, walking a fucking rhino, in the a bigger than a fucking rhino this thing was absolutely unacceptable. What does this guy want me to do? Does this guy, honest to God, want me to go five miles an hour behind him while he's walking a fucking horse and he's just standing in the middle of the street? He's like mouthing off like, oh yeah, don't, this fucking asshole, this dick has gone, this guy's doing exactly what he should be doing. This guy's in a car and this is a street for a car. It's a double yellow line, which means there's no fucking horse line. Why is, it, why is this guy doing what he's exactly supposed to be doing? You dope. I can't, I can't even, I, I was just looking at this guy going, is this guy fucking, what does this guy want me to do? I don't understand. I'll do anything. I will, I will abide, I, I don't understand what, because here's what I wasn't going to do. If he thought I should stand behind him in his high mighty fucking holding this thing and yeah, he's controlling this big fucking horse and he's going to ride it somewhere and everything like that, fine. But he could have made a gesture. Now, maybe he thought I was going too fast, but I wasn't going too fast. And I was clearly safely around him. I wasn't going to fucking hit him. He should have known that. So it's ridiculous and it's unacceptable. Okay. And first of all, take your helmet off and your fucking or whatever he was holding in his hand. I don't know if it was the just take your fucking helmet off at least. Fucking grown man with glasses and a helmet. I swear to God, it's like a fucking, it's like a Halloween costume. This guy, unacceptable. I swear to God, people who walk into middle of the street in not a car, whether it's a t and, and and this goes for you ten speed cocksuckers too. Okay, because you ten speed assholes, you're in other people that think you're fucking high and mighty. Okay. You're not high and mighty. You're fucking two feet away from a from a, a, a three-ton vehicle fl make, flying you into a fucking tree. I got no sympathy for fucking bike riders either. None. None. Go around. Go around with their pink little uniforms on with the bikes. Go to a bike trail. Go someplace that's specifically for bikes without cars. They piss me off, man. They, they go around. Then God forbid if you go fast around them because you're pissed. Fuck you. Fuck, no, fuck you. 
Fuck you. Nobody. I shouldn't pay my. I shouldn't be late for appointments. My kids and family shouldn't be late because you like spandex and fucking spinning wheels. You dick. Unacceptable. This horse guy was unacceptable. Getting mad at that. Get your horse out of the fucking street. Okay, it's not the 1800s, cocksucker. Anyway, that's my unacceptable for the week. Um, now, let's get into sports. Um, NFL, unbelievable what's going on. Uh, you know, I was talking to my buddy Sean who's an Eagles fan. I guess the DeMarco Murray thing, but I mean, you had McCoy. I guess they're saving a little bit of money there. Who knows what's going to happen. But I'll tell you guys one thing. I like what the Giants are doing. I like the Giants getting Shane Vereen. I like uh, that we're trying to beef up the offensive line. I think we need to get a safety and some more offensive linemen. And I think, uh, you know, I think we'll be all right. We picked up a linebacker, picked up another receiver. We got Victor Cruz coming back, Beckham Jr. I like the Giants. No, I like the Giants. Um, But I can't talk about sports on this episode without talking about what I witnessed last night. Uh, as I said, I went to New York City last night. I did a show. I got my NyQuil. I got this like NyQuil, and it was like for severe cold and flu. And uh, I get my medicine, and I come home, and I was like, I'm going to watch some hoops. You know, I'm going to watch some NBA. You guys know. I know a lot of people don't like it. I was out of it for a while. I'm back. I think there's a lot of talent. And I think if you liked the NBA before and you left, I would encourage everybody with some of these things. I mean, what Westbrook is doing with these triple doubles and, and with, with the talent in the league, um, unbelievable. But a guy I've been talking about, Kyrie Irving, man. I mean, I've never, I have never I got to see Kyrie Irving drop 37 points when I was almost sitting on the court against the Cavs this year. And uh, he's the fastest player I've seen since Allen Iverson. Uh, he put 57 points up last night and in a performance that I... Last night's Spurs-Cavaliers game, I think, is a preview of the finals. I think those are the two teams that will be in the NBA finals. But I swear to God, I haven't seen a game like this. I mean, I took, you know, I took the prescribed amount to take for the NyQuil and then a little swig more to really put me to sleep. And this game got so good, my eyes just stayed open, and I'm texting with people. And me and Lawhead are texting. Lawhead's a Cavs fan, and it looks like they're going to lose the game. Kyrie Irving was 7-for-7 seven seven from three. This guy was hitting the biggest threes. He hit a fucking three to go to overtime. Then he hit another three. He Every three he put up, you're like, oh, man, that can't go. The place, it was it was one of the most amazing performances. It was a Jordan performance. It was It was... It's one of the greatest performances in NBA history. It's one of the greatest performances you'll ever see. Not to mention the guy's like fucking four inches taller than me. I mean, the guy is little. I think he's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guard. And then he made LeBron. He lifted LeBron's game, and LeBron was hitting threes. And the game went to overtime. And uh, Charles Barkley was broadcasting the game live, and he said it's one of the greatest live basketball games he's ever been to in his life. He said it's one of the greatest performances he's ever seen in his life, and that's Charles Barkley, so I'm not overhyping this. This was amazing. I mean, I was just like, if that is any kind of, you know, indication of what these playoffs are going to be, especially the finals, man, buckle up. Kyrie Irving is fucking ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Like, I haven't seen, like, the last time I almost got chills with a performance was 
Vince Young, I think it was 05, Vince Young in the Rose Bowl, like, lifted me up, you know, like, inspirational type of performance, you know, you've obviously seen it with Jordan, but what I witnessed last night was uh, nothing short of spectacular, so if you could get the highlights to it, and this guy wasn't just hitting threes where he was open, this guy was hitting deep threes with guys bigger than him in his face, it was insane, man. It was a, it, what an NBA game. It was just one of the greatest games. I mean, if you had money on the Spurs, you probably got sick. But, um, I mean, because if Kawhi Leonard on the Spurs hits one foul shot at the end of the game, the game's over, and he missed both. And then Kyrie Irving just capitalized on that. But what a fucking game. What a performance. I cannot wait for the 40 games and 40 nights. NBA playoffs are, are some of my favorite things. Plus, March Madness is coming up. Great time for sports. And uh, all the off-season stuff and football is exciting. And the Yankees are coming back in a month. So things are getting better. Uh, that's all I got for sports. As far as movies, I did not see anything, guys. I did not see any movies. The last one I saw we talked about on the last podcast was Horrible Bosses, which was okay. Um, and that's it. Uh, plugs. I am going to be... Uh, I'll be at the stand tonight, 8 and 10 o'clock. I will be at uh, the Brew Haha Comedy Showcase in uh, Latham, New York. That's in a Holiday Inn. It's a 11-year ongoing one-nighter, and it's uh, great. And unfortunately, I heard that it's sold out. It's in Latham, New York, in the Albany area. People were pissed that uh, they didn't hear about it. It was on my website, so I'm sorry. But if you guys, people are like, oh, what if I didn't know about it? Uh, I'm sorry about that. If you go to my website, paulverzi.com, upcoming dates, and there'll be more dates. Uh, and that's it. I just found out, too, uh, I will be opening for Bill Burr many shows at the Wilbur Theater. I think there's already 14 shows sold out. Um, and uh, Bill and I were talking, and I think if the scheduling works out, I'll be up there with him. So that should be amazing. Uh, not to mention the tour that we're doing. Me, him, and Lawhead are doing the uh, Billy Bible Belt Tour down in the deep, deep south, hitting up fucking Arkansas and shit. So it's going to be a chance to get back with the the old band's going to get back together. Just, you know, we don't get together all the time, but just for little moments. So that should be fun. Um, and next week, guys, I will be at the South by Southwest Festival uh, performing Monday, March 16th, on the Laugh Button Show in association with Gotham Comedy Club uh, at South by Southwest. I fly out there on Sunday. So that's happening. Uh, that should be good. And um, please, guys, uh, if you want to see an amazing show, March 26th, it's going to be um, my brother-in-law, rest his soul, uh, Kevin Longto, who uh, passed away. Uh, Jesus, it's hard to even say that. Um, just uh, far too short of, of a, you know, just of a life. But anyway, Kevin was a kind, really kind soul, man. He really was. I meant that when I said that on the uh, last when I said that on the last podcast, I meant that Kevin was a uh, just a really, you know, good person, man. Good heart, good person. You know, Kevin was the type of guy he stuck up for the weak. You know, he uh, he was the type of guy that stood up to the bully and stuff. And and you know, uh, my wife's baby brother, and it was a big blow to us. And um, we are doing a uh, fundraiser uh, benefit in his name at Levity Live. Comedy Club in West Nyack, New York. It's one of the most beautiful clubs in the country. Um, 
and my friends are coming out for it. It's going to be amazing. So there's going to be surprise guests. Uh, Bill Burr's coming out. Jim Florentine was going to, but unfortunately scheduling had to change. But uh, my buddy Chris Lamberth, very funny uh, comedian, uh, he'll be there. And uh, some surprise guests. I can't really mention names now because we just got to make sure everything works out. But I can tell you it's going to be a great night of comedy. Um, and uh, you guys will really, you know, you'll love the show. So um, get your tickets. Tickets are available at levitylive.com. That is March Thursday, March 26th. And then uh, April 9th is my album taping, guys, uh, at The Stand. 8 and 10 o'clock, both shows I'll be recording my debut comedy album, which is entitled Paul Verzi Live at The Stand. Um, so all those dates are there. Check it out. Uh, more dates will be added to the website. And um, that's it, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been episode uh, 201. And I'll get back to 202, um, you know, barring any sickness uh, next Wednesday. All right. Until then, I'm out of here. Thank you, guys. Oh, wait. One more thing I forgot. Uh, I do want to plug one more time. GonzoFame.com, my sponsor. And uh, don't forget to check the Verzi Effect out on All Things Comedy. My podcast is on the All Things Comedy Network. Those guys are great. You can go to uh, Twitter at All Things Comedy and go to their website, AllThingsComedy.com. Okay. Now I'm done. Take care.